Viewpoint on Mormonism, the program that examines the teachings of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints from a biblical perspective. Viewpoint on Mormonism is sponsored by Mormonism Research Ministry. Since 1979, Mormonism Research Ministry has been dedicated to equipping the body of Christ with answers regarding the Christian faith in a manner that expresses gentleness and respect. And now, your host for today's Viewpoint on Mormonism. So glad you could be with us for this edition of Viewpoint on Mormonism. I'm your host, Bill McKeever, founder and director of Mormonism Research Ministry. And with me today is Eric Johnson, my colleague at MRM. Well, yesterday was Thanksgiving. We hope you all had a very nice Thanksgiving day. And so what we do on this show, as we've done traditionally for many, many years now, is to simply offer our thanks to God for how he has blessed Mormonism Research Ministry and to thank our listeners and our subscribers to our newsletters for all their kind comments that they have sent us. So what we do on Thanksgiving Day and the day following is to go through some of these emails that we have received, some of the comments that we have received from letters, and talk about them and to thank you for your nice comments regarding the work that is being done here. What is the first one we have for today, Eric? I came across your website when I was randomly looking for Mormon outreach organizations. I became fascinated with Mormonism many moons ago when I was in university and did a comparative studies project. Since that time, I have learned a lot more, and God has given me a tremendous heart for Mormon people and the deception that they live under. I have often wondered if God would open a door for me to, in some way to live and minister in Utah, but that has yet to happen. I was nudged lately to start looking at ways I might be able to minister right here where I am in Calgary, since there is a temple right here in my backyard, so to speak. What encourages me about this particular email is here's an individual who has a genuine heart for the Latter-day Saints. And that is something that we have said many, many times. We are not doing this mainly because we want to show where individuals might be wrong in their thinking. Now, when a person has a presupposition that is incorrect, naturally that must be addressed. But here is an individual who has a tremendous heart for the Mormon people, and as he says, the deception that they live under. We share that same view. We are definitely concerned about the spiritual welfare of the Latter-day Saint people. Now, here's what's funny, though, Eric, and we've heard this many times. Well, what about other people? Aren't you concerned about them? Well, of course we are. But God has given the LDS people a special place in our hearts, just as a missionary would go to China because he has a concern for the Chinese people or Africa for the African people. It's the same with us. We're ministering to this people group because they are special to us, and God has given us that desire to share with them. I might add, too, that we don't have a bone to pick because you, I, and everyone else involved with Mormonism Research Ministry never were LDS. So we're coming from an outsider's view. We've studied the religion. We do our research and our homework. And as yesterday's show pointed out, there are Latter-day Saints who think that our research is accurate. And that's what we're trying to do. And to, as you say, not just get them out of Mormonism. We do want them to come into a relationship with Jesus. But first, you've got to get the person out of Mormonism. The next letter says this, Thank you so much for your faithful work among the Mormons. I am praying that many will put their trust in Christ's sacrifice for their salvation. I think that goes along with what you just said. Our goal is to see the Latter-day Saint come to a saving relationship with the Jesus of the New Testament. It's not just to see them leave the LDS faith and become an atheist or an agnostic. We do want to see them come to a saving faith. 
The next one is, I have started listening to your podcast and feel even more conviction to leave the LDS Church, which I have been contemplating for at least six years. Now that's encouraging because obviously what they are hearing is, as this individual says, convicting their heart. They don't want to live a lie. That's the conclusion many Latter-day Saints have to come to when they make that big decision to leave. They don't want to live a lie. I don't believe it honors God to believe something that is false. And when I ask many Latter-day Saints that same question, they don't seem to believe it honors God to believe something that's false. Well, if that's really true and you find out that what you're being told in the LDS Church is not accurate, what's your alternative? You can't change it from the inside out, so you're going to have to vote with your feet and find a place, hopefully, that will be telling you the truth. The next email says, I want to thank you for your faithfulness to share the gospel of Christ to our Mormon friends. I always get so much out of your newsletter and materials. I continue to pray for your ministry staff. And that's a big thing for us is prayer. We certainly do encourage you to pray for us. People often ask, well, what specifically can we pray about? My one request, if you were to pray for this ministry, is pray for us to have the wisdom to be where God wants us to be. We feel like we have the ammunition. We, we have the research behind us, but we want to have wisdom in how we present it. We want to have wisdom in where we present it. And so making decisions on where we're going to be in the following year especially is something that's very important to us. But we have an every other month newsletter. How could somebody get an online copy of that? If they go to our website, we have a drop-down menu where they can sign up for that. It is free. It's a four-page newsletter. Uh, We'd be glad to send you that. And for our donors, we do have what's called an update, and that comes out every other month. And that's a two-page publication. The next email that we have says this. I want to thank you for the book, Introducing Christianity to Mormons. I recently started reading it, and I am up to page 175, and that's more than halfway through, and it is definitely excellent. I am going through the book, marking it up, and intend to reread the book. Dare I say, it is a page-turner. It is making me think and look at many things from a different perspective. It is a great reference and presents a new point of view on many matters. Now, Eric, this is a book that you wrote, and so allow me to kind of put the praises on you for that, because it is an excellent book. In fact, why don't I let you explain what the book contains and why this individual finds it to be definitely excellent, as he says. In the last four months, I have been on over 40 podcasts, and that's the question that comes up. Why did you write this book? Well, the reason why is because people are leaving the church. They're leaving in a flood of resignations, and they're not going to Christianity, though. In fact, only 10% of everybody who leaves Mormonism ends up going to evangelical Christianity. Most of them, two-thirds of them, have nothing to do with God or any religion. And so I wanted to present a case that was accurate to a Latter-day Saint who might have presuppositions against the Bible and against evangelical Christianity based on false ideas. For instance, a lot of Latter-day Saints believe that that the Trinity is wrong because who was Jesus praying to in the Garden of Gethsemane? I want to correct that idea. Also, the idea that all we have to do is give a little prayer at a church service, and then we can go out and commit murder and adultery. That's a common view among Latter-day Saints. I want to show that's not true, that we do believe not just in justification by faith alone, but also sanctification. So I'm hoping that this is a tool that Christians will be able to use so we can present the case of Christianity to those who might be open to hearing what Christianity has to offer. And at the same time, I want it to be a book that you could hand to a Latter-day Saint 
who might be questioning his own faith, we want them to at least consider the idea that God does exist and that Jesus is the Savior. This next email that we received has to do with a book that you and I both worked on together. It was a book that I wrote originally in the 1980s, and then it was revised. He says, I've been listening to your podcast regularly for about a year, and I've read Answering Mormon's Questions. I appreciate your ministry. You've been very helpful to me, as I did not grow up in a heavily LDS area, nor do I currently live in such a place now. I've learned much from your teaching. Bill, now this is a book that you originally wrote. Now, we did rewrite it in 2013. You allowed me to be a part of it. But you first wrote this book in 1981. Tell us a little bit about that and why you wrote Answering Mormon's Questions. Well, very quickly, I put a lot of the questions that I had been receiving while talking to Latter-day Saints personally, I, I realized that a lot of the questions that they were asking me were questions that other Latter-day Saints were asking me as well. So these were common questions. Many of them have to do with how to understand certain Bible verses that they think supports their view. And what I do very concisely is show that that's not necessarily true at all. And so it's a good handbook to be able to answer some of these questions very quickly. Not a long, drawn-out, exhaustive answer. It wasn't meant to be like that at all. But how you can quickly respond to some of the objections that many Latter-day Saints may have when it comes to the Bible. So you first wrote it in 1981. Uh, Another publisher came in in 1990 and published the book. And then we revised it in 2013 with Kriegel. You can get that book on any online retailer or through our ministry, mrm.org. But I think that book has helped a lot of people to be able to have those answers. And that's a big part of what we're trying to do. We're trying to equip Christians to be able to share their faith and to have the answers that people are asking. And I might mention, when you and I revised that book in 2013, we, we threw in some bells and whistles that makes it helpful for Christians to use it in a group setting. So you can use this as kind of a Bible study in how to address a lot of these objections that some Latter-day Saints have. Here's another email. It says, your articles and podcasts have been incredibly helpful in preparing my responses to my LDS friends. I am a lot more confident in talking with LDS people now because of ministries like MRM. I moved to this predominantly LDS area eight years ago and have studied Mormonism on and off for those eight years, but am only now starting to talk to LDS people about their faith. I am late to the party, but I feel so blessed to be able to have these conversations now, and I'm excited to see how God is going to move in people's lives. Bill, I would say better late than never. Oh, absolutely. But what encourages me a lot from this statement that this person uh, sends us when they say, I am a lot more confident in talking with LDS people now because of ministries like MRM. That's one of our goals. Not only do we want to share our faith with the Mormon personally, of course, but we want to give the necessary information to Christians who want to do what this individual wants to do, and that is share their faith. We want them to be confident. I really do feel that a lot of people would be more apt to share their faith, not just with Latter-day Saints, but with anybody, if they had kind of a game plan already in place, uh, an outline that maybe helps them in their discussion. They need to know what to say and how to say it. And I think at the same time, it helps 
to also have an understanding of once you say it, how the individual is going to respond to what you say. You already have, let's say, a rejoinder prepared should they come back with a rebuttal. That is the confidence that we are trying to instill in our brothers and sisters in Christ, so they they will want to share their faith, not just with Latter-day Saints, but hopefully with anyone who doesn't know Jesus as their Savior. Finally, this last one, thank you so very much for proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ to the LDS community and to those who persevere to be a witness to a lost and dying world. The gospel of Jesus Christ is very important to us. Yes, we do deal with a lot of LDS history. That's necessary because Their history to the Latter-day Saint, of course, is very special to them, and sometimes you do have to address some of these things. We have found through experience that when a Latter-day Saint looks carefully at their history, it tends to bother them. So we do talk about that a lot. In fact, this recent series that we did on the various places we visited and seeing historical sites that are relative to LDS history, this stuff is very important to them. And, but I hope by that series, people will also see, what's going on here? Really, they believe that? They really think this happened? This is what they said? That kind of stuff, I think, gets the attention of not only us as Christians, but it also gets the attention of many Latter-day Saints. We hope these comments have been an encouragement to you. They certainly have been an encouragement to us. And again, we hope that you will continue to pray for this ministry, and we do thank you for those prayers. Thank you for listening. If you would like more information regarding Mormonism Research Ministry, we encourage you to visit our website at www.mrm.org, where you can request our free newsletter, Mormonism Researched. We hope you will join us again as we look at another viewpoint on Mormonism.